Welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name's Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors, and today I'm here with Jonathan and his lovely wife. What's your name? Jane. Hi, Jane. It's, how are uh, you? Fiance. Fiance, <gasps> not wife, not yet. <laughs> not even an you? honest. But not even an honest woman. I know it's terrible. I mean, I've been nagging this guy, people, six years, six years. You know. What can I say? It's like George Clooney. I'm hard to pin down. I've got a couple of questions about that, darling. Okay. Do you have his money? Sorry. His Does money? he have George Clooney's money? Um, oh, <laughs> we're getting it. We're getting there. Because if you don't <laughs> put a ring on it, put a ring on it. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Can you tell me what is your business called and what do you do? Okay, okay, yeah. okay so yeah, so we run Managed by Landlords. So it's a property company. It's quite a broad church. Um, so lettings and management is the, is the main arm of the business. Um, but it also kind of does other things. So we do uh, we take on property mentees, for instance, uh, project management and coordination. Those are the kind of real big three, I'd say, at the moment. But we're, we've got big plans for it in the next five to 10 years on the business plan. So we want to grow it as a, as a one-stop shop, really, uh, for property. But uh, lettings and management is a big one with mentoring and um, project management. Mm. That sounds awesome. So I've been a landlord since I was 18. So oh, what, wow. got, what got you into it? That is a very good question. I think initially it wasn't our our goal in life was it to be a landlord I don't think no no didn't wake up <laughs> um, I think initially why we decided to invest in property was to give us that um that that kind of choice if we would like to maybe scale down in terms of our work yeah. and maybe look at um that that kind of perspective wasn't it I think yeah I think it stemmed from our kind of work background mm. so we we wanted financial independence was our first stop on the property train as it were like like most people to be honest so um so I started life as a teacher and then um I was doing like property uh, political risk which is very high stress on my job was and Jane was obviously clinical which I'm sure we'll probably go into in a bit um, so we had very stressful lives. And An occupational therapist, you should have said. Oh, sorry, yeah. I said clinical, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we wanted financial independence as the first stop mm. because you can't, we're not really flashing. If no. we're honest, we don't really care about money, but I do care about freedom and being able to do what I want when I want. Mm. And that was the first real thing that drew, drew us in. I think also as well, trying to future plan, you know, if and when we want to retire, yeah. what's what's the best options for us wouldn't it mm. yeah which yeah. is not the most you know hip thing to say it's not no sexy, it, 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 it ain't you know, sexy but i think <laughs> it was just we, we knew where we wanted to go and we wanted that freedom because being in you know public service mm. and i was in public service before don't get me wrong you know i loved what i did um but it's you're never going to get rich from it it's like you are going to be working until i mean i've got friends still in teaching and you work until you're 68 I mean, I don't know if you've ever taught a year nine class, but if you have, you need to be given a medal because... I have a 12-year-old and a 13-year-old, and I can oh, categorically gosh. tell you that I don't mm. require spending any time with two of them, let alone 30. I know, exactly. <laughs> so imagine you're yeah. like 70-odd trying to teach a group of year nines. I just can't see it, can you? I mean, I saw it quite early, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm done. I'm done with this. Yeah. Um, I was like, because by the time, you know, say I'm 37. So the leaving age, if I was still there, you'd be probably about 75. And that's, I'm not having a heart attack in front of a class. It's like, nah. I'd probably attend that. 
class, I'd be like, Yeah, oh. I think everyone would want to join your class. Oh, uh, look, uh, you found a heart attack on the floor. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, everyone, think... all the kids go home and go, The best lesson ever today. <laughs> I know, exactly. I learned so much. A guy nearly died. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 so, I think it was financial independence, really. Yeah. I think that was the first thing. And, I, I do say it to like mentees and just people generally, you know, you cannot put a price on doing what you want when you want. And that is just, you know, you just can't, no, it, it, it's priceless. So I'd say if there's one thing, that would be it for us. Absolutely. Yeah, I've got to say, so I, before we came live, I was saying about how crazy busy I am. And I, this week I've taken the plunge, like a couple of weeks ago, I took on another VA. Mm-hmm. to manage the podcast Vicky who you've been dealing with yeah, she's amazing yeah. and she's really freed up um, some more of my time but then the more clients I took on because I had that free time it then made me realize that actually I still don't have any free time so I took on another VA today wow. uh, yesterday yeah. sorry yeah. and I've gone from like having one member of staff to having three really really quickly and yeah. everyone's kind of saying to me you know are you sure about this are you sure about this but, but like you I was working so much that I didn't have the freedom that I'd done it for I couldn't do what I wanted when I wanted because I was working so much and there's only so many times you can go yeah of course I can go out for lunch with you or say to the kids yeah of course I can take you out for a day knowing that then you're gonna have to sit at home and work till one o'clock in the morning it's like that's not why it's not why you start businesses at all frying pan and then into the fire and it's like well you know I mean we were, I remember with us right at the start of the business and oh, stuff, and yeah. we were like cooking and whatever, cleaning, and we're just like, we just, it's, it's, it's a killer, and we just can't be asked. So we just like <laughs> went, right, okay, we need to get X, Y, and Z in place. So now all, all our meals are prepped, you know, we never clean the house, we never do whatever, just because, not because out of laziness, although it probably is a bit of a part. Well, of it. especially with him. Um, I mean, I don't think the whole time we've <laughs> been together, I don't think this guy's even put the bin out, you know. Yeah, I'll <laughs> put the washing on. I'm sure I did. No, you haven't. <laughs> I remember doing it once because I hated it and never did it again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we've kind of realised ourselves, rather than us doing that kind of stuff, the mm. cleaning, the cooking, yeah. and going out shopping and it takes up a day of our precious time, mm. we'd rather outsource it to somebody else yeah. to enable us to more time to kind of spend with ourselves or you know if it's work I mean yeah I mean you want to upscale you outsource and then it's as simple as that you just yeah Uh, yeah it's really interesting because I've known this for ages but on Friday I went down to visit a friend in Brighton and on and it was a crazy day to go because obviously everyone went down south south Mm. on Friday Mm -hmm. so on the way back I was like, oh, what am I going to do now? Like, I'll just listen to some clubhouse rooms because, you know, I might as well be learning while I'm doing it because I've got nothing yeah. else to do. And I was listening to the room that was about work hard and not smarter. And I knew, like, I didn't learn anything. Mm. All of it was everything I've known for years. Mm. I just needed to hear it that day because I literally, on that phone call, called mm. the person who I've wanted to work for me and said, come and meet me on Tuesday and she was like okay and then and that and I just needed that kind of sign that thing to give me permission to just do what I need I knew I needed to do for the business so mm-hmm. sometimes you just need that push yeah. oh definitely and I think we've been there haven't we where we've actually had a, a team meeting today where we're, we're planning ahead mm. staffing and we're so particular by the way we're so particular who we want it, to work with us 
It took us. I know. Um, I can't remember. I think it's the uh, the head of Airbnb. It's a story I always roll out. Where I think he said to his first employee when they were starting Airbnb, one of his interview questions was, oh, "If gosh. you if you only had six months to live, would you still work for this company?" And, what a question. What I mean, what I, I mean, bloody, I don't even know how I'd answer that. But we did actually take six months to find our first in our first full-timer um, because we are so particular because one of the things we manage by landlords is the whole and it still is the whole property sector is a mess mm. I mean that was our first premise when we started the company it's it's an unregulated wild west you either get a great deal or or, or get shot in the face I mean there's, there's no in between it's just like ridiculous and we were quite keen on because um, we'd gone through five companies yeah. to run our own portfolio and when I, when I was in, say, Central Asia and I'm getting a call, I'm like, bloody, oh, the boiler's break down. I was like, mate, I, I don't care. It's just like, I'm busy. Um, and it was just mental. And so we want to start our um, company to be, you know, a gold standard in the industry and redefine the standards. It doesn't always sometimes make us friends because I am kind of picking holes sometimes in yeah. some abysmal practice. I really am. And I don't really hold back sometimes. But I think, um, nevertheless, it's definitely on the right trajectory. And I think landlords and investors have needed that safe place to stand for so long mm. because it is just, I mean, anyone can call themselves anything, can't they, really? It seems to be, yeah, I'm a letting agent. I'm like, okay, have you got any quarrels? Have you got a portfolio? Have you done anything? But you are a letting agent magically now. And, it, and it's like... It's very frustrating. It I is mean, a we, bit, yeah. we, we went through five agents and yeah. they were... We're, we're all you know horrendous mm. and left us in situations where we've had tenants run off not pay the rent yeah. we've had awkward issues for us to manage and we just said that surely if we have the time we can do a better job mm. yeah. of this yeah, yeah. i mean i'm convinced at that point and that uh, kind of then you know so yeah. is that where it started then you started with your portfolio and then you yes yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. So as our portfolio grew, we were able, for me personally, I was able to wind down my clinical stuff because I was working very long hours, barely seen this one. <laughs> and I just felt... Result. Yeah, it's a good thing. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and I just got to the stage where I don't think I can do these long, you know, these long days, the long commutes. And I was working six days clinical on the seventh day I was doing all admin and I just wasn't having any kind of balance, you know, like mm. you were saying. Um, so when we reached the stage and the portfolio was firing, I said, right, that's it. I'm going to wind down a little bit my clinical and I'm going to start self-managing because I wasn't happy. And not only wasn't I not happy as the landlord, my tenants wasn't happy either. Yeah. And that was very surprising. I didn't realise the tenants also had a bad experience. Mm. And again, I think it's my clinical side. I want not only the landlord to be happy, I want my tenants to be happy, mm. that they deserve a good quality service, not just me. Yeah. So took it in-house and then it kind of came, it started from there. Mm. Um, we, we know quite a lot of landlord friends, you know, we kind of network investors. a lot, yeah. investors. We started taking over their portfolio. They would ask us, oh, you know. They beg us. Yeah, they were begging us. <laughs> they asked us, first of all, well, can you tell me? Because they knew I've changed five times. Mm. They wanted them to know the name of the latest agent I'm with because I seem mm. really happy. I went, mm. well, it's me. Mm. It's, it's me doing it. Um, so, yeah. Mm. And it kind of so what's the plan to, for the future of the business then? Mm. that's a good question very mm. good question i mean we've got strategic goals so we've got uh, the first goal which we're not we've 
close to very close to now is basically 100 properties managed which we're very close um which we're really um, really happy about because we set up the business during covid by the way so mm -hmm. when the first lockdown happened that's when we decided to launch yeah <laughs> which, as you do as you do you know you launch mm -hmm. a business during covid 19 yeah. why not um yeah so we're very yeah. happy that um that we've reached that target so we get we basically yeah, get to 100 then yeah. 200 then 500 i mean ultimately we'd like to get to a thousand i think how to put it we are very driven and very dynamic yeah. and i would say we are good at what we do so i do i think the one thing is we're very chilled but like i do we do have a rod of iron like we're very determined and i do think that we are moving we're quite happy where it's yeah. going it's always hard work as you know in this industry you can never really stop but i think yeah it's going where we need to go and i do think for so long it's like mm. it's like landlords have been like dying in thirst dying of thirst and then here we are like a bottle of evm water just splashing over and it's just like oh my love I'm, I'm alive again because i think you know as landlords are out all of us ourselves i mean we've been treated abysmally I mean, some of the stuff, I mean, we take on properties every day and some of the stuff we're talking EICRs that are three years out of date. We're talking no gas safety. We're talking you're going to prison unless we sort this out. Well, you know, we're not messing around. Some and, of the and, horror stories, it just gets worse each, each day with technology properties. Every time that happens, mm. I mean, we roll our eyes in the office and go, yeah, well, it is what it is. We get the compliance in place as quickly as possible and we are uncompromising on standards and we do say you know even with one or two landlords today they're going oh it's being a bit slow and i'm like yeah but we're actually in some ways keeping you out of jail so it's like if it takes a little bit longer it does take a bit longer and i'm obviously legally qualified when it comes to all of the property stuff and yeah there are other things that come in regularly to kind mm. of to make it more complicated when it comes mm. to property like the eicr and yeah epcs and gas safety and all of that that have come in in my lifetime of being yeah. a, a landlord but having the legal training has really helped me and that's mm. why i always go on to the various platforms like where um we've met and and mm. try and help people when they say incorrect things but yeah. i find that there is a breed of landlords who just don't fucking care like they are oh, they agree. They literally <laughs> do not care that they yeah. are not compliant. And then they blame the tenants for being correct, legally correct to, to take them to task for it. And mm. I find that really difficult. So how do you deal with that side of it? Well, it's having, so what we do, any new clients that we want to work with, um, we always insist that we would have the first conversation with them, don't we? Um, it's so important that we work with like-minded um, clients, you know, who have the same values as us. Mm. Um, if there isn't, if there is a client that we feel we couldn't work with, we mm. will just tell them why we feel we can't work with them. You're an asshole. You are not being compliant. <laughs> you know, you're not you're not being compliant, and I, I don't feel that we could you know um we, deliver a service we take, like that we take the consumer protection regulations really seriously yeah, we do. Uh, we're kind of one of the only companies i've ever met that do even know what they are but like part of the consumer protection regulations are if you basically if you cannot provide the service that you mm. are saying that you should or that you want to provide but if you can't provide it then you need to tell the client that and say i cannot provide it so one example is when they say oh can you do it for like five percent and i'm like 
well, I could and I'd be bankrupt tomorrow and I'd have to cut away at all the services and I'd have to sack people. So no. So yeah. So we, we do take those really seriously. So like you like you're kind of alluding to, if if their values don't align with ours, then I'm done. It's I just, can't work we can't you know. work with people. I mean, as I said, our standards are high. Yeah. Um and when I say high, it's just like you say you want a property that is safe, your tenants are safe and happy, and mm. the landlord's been compliant. So it's, it really, it's not that high, is it? It's just you're doing what you should be doing. Yeah, I re- yeah, I genuinely don't and, think um, that that's a, a high standard. I think like it should be the expectation. Or don't know. Mm. So if um, having this frank conversation, I do. we do Zoom calls all the time. So like now, we have a Zoom call, I would find out their circumstances, and then we'll, I'll just tell them, you know, politely and very directly that we can't mm. work with you for this. If you want to address these issues and you want to change, come mm. back and we I mean, we did have you. one, I think it was a few months ago, who didn't want to, like, renew their EICR. And I was like, well, it's kind of, well, it's, it's, well, it's well, legislation. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like, do you want, you know, do you want to be legal or do you want to be illegal? It was as simple as that, really. But they were going around the houses and, and I was like, well, you know, I've been here half an hour. I'm a busy guy. It's just like, if you don't want to get an EICR, don't get one. It's like, and then if you have an electrical fire, go to prison. It's as simple as that. You know, there's no, you know, there, is, there can't be, a, with certain things, I think there can't be any middle ground. And it is, especially with compliance, you, you cannot mess around with that. You know? Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. So when you guys aren't working on property, what are you doing? What's your past hobby, pastimes, hobbies? Where can you be found? When was the last Where time you did something? <laughs> the thing is, because COVID's happened, we're kind of be limited because normally oh. we're like going on holiday, mm. don't we? We love traveling yeah. and we love eating really lovely food. I mean, we oh, love God, food. yeah. Yeah, foodies, 100%. So there's a few things. Yeah. I mean, we love kind of like, um, we'd be kind of Italian. Uh, kind of fans just generally so kind of uh, we've traveled like up and down the country we know it very very well um want to retire eventually to Tuscany when it's all over that's a that's, that's master plan <laughs> um so that's our second home as it were we just love it there so like when I'm in the middle of say Florence because I know because of my background stuff I know all the history and stuff it's like I'm home I, I know inherently where I'm going it's kind of feel the culture it's just absolutely stunning so if we're not, when COVID isn't striking, you can normally find us in, in Tuscany if we're mm-hmm. not in England. Um, oh, I do a lot of reading. I'm a hideous, hideous geek. Um, he so... is a geek, a complete bookworm. <laughs> Every night, it's like a new book. I'm not joking. We've had to clear out our cellar because it was full of books. I mean, most people have yeah. like other stuff, but I, dog heat. I do like actually read. Like my, post, <laughs> my postgraduate work is on like security theory. And I'm the only man probably in the world, apart from security analyst, I'll actually read those books for fun. So I will actually. Like... I know, look at <laughs> Oh, it's not changed it's confirmed <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah I, I do like reading um i i like listening to podcasts i love podcasts mm. um oh so you'll be coming to our podcast launch next friday oh well i didn't know but yes i, I did get an invite it hasn't been buried Hey, it's on the intro. So yeah, I love podcasts, a range of topics. Mm. I, I just, I mean, I spent a lot of time, um, was it 2019 when I was, I was unwell for that mm. period where I just listened, just binge listened to loads of podcasts and I just absolutely... What's your favourite podcast? 
But I like crime, uh, crime podcasts. This so is I'm like a bit of a geek this is that. like Rose West over here. Oh proper, yeah, it's proper, <laughs> proper grimy work. You'll love this. My um, husband's mum's, uh, sorry, my husband's grandmother's called Rosemary West and his granddad's oh called God. Fred West. <gasps> oh. <laughs> How cool is that? That's amazing. That's yeah, I, but, I mean, obviously what they did was awful, but I just find it interesting. Like, what could be people, you know, minds? Mm. Like, yeah. Have you listened to um, Drunk Women Solving Crime? I haven't, no. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, you need uh, that. It's hilarious. I, I listen to I, I listen to quite a lot of podcasts every week. I'm such a geek. I've got certain days of the week it's staggered. I'm like, oh, I can't wait till next Monday for the next yeah. one. So that's how sad I am. But I no, I used to be exactly the same. I used to get really frustrated because I'd watch that watch listened to all of my podcasts, and then I'd have to go and find more and more and more. But now because of Clubhouse, it keeps me occupied during the day. So in the afternoon when I'm not at, on Clubhouse as much. I'll listen to podcasts mm. in the afternoon and I'm like, yeah, get so excited. Know, Sorry, exactly. just geeking out with you. <laughs> I mean, there's one, uh, quickly, there's one podcast where they did a new season where they released all 20 episodes at the same time. And I literally just binge listened. Kid in the candy store. I did. I was like, oh. <laughs> but I was so like, anal about it. I said, no, I know I've got a time where I can binge it all at the same time, like in one go. So, yeah. Yeah, we're launching. We've n- we used to be one a week sometimes two a week when we had like um busy seasons so we used to do like specials at Christmas and stuff like that mm. and um on when we relaunch on the 11th of June we launch in six podcasts all at once so people can binge watch or binge listen sorry oh brilliant I know can't wait yeah. I know amazing so we're coming to the end of the podcast and we always end the podcast with the eight mile moment so I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me make that very clear in all of the podcasts and I also love Eminem and he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him he's skinny as white his mum lives in a trailer so that his opponent can't say anything bad back to him so John and Jane what are the worst things about you (laughs) (laughs) Do I want people to know? Oh, <laughs> um, shit. Okay. Uh, um, what do you think about me? I, I do like to bitch. I, I am a bitch, a secret bitch, I think, mm-hmm. uh, aren't I? Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> Amy's like, like yes, be, yes, you are. I, I, I could be your best friend, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I can be a massive bitch. So some of the, some the, right some of the stuff that comes out, I'm <laughs> like, wow. It's like, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just speak well, bit, I just say things how it is I say things that people don't dare to say and it just comes off bitching so mm. I can be a bit of a bitch but yeah. that's one of my biggest flaws mm-hmm. I think else because you, you know me well maybe John can say what she's, my flaws are I have to say what his I usually say I usually say to everyone, please don't ask your husband because they'll be like, blah, blah, blah. I've got plenty of his as well. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Stubborn. Yeah, stubborn. she is very stubborn. It's like, you know, if her mind is made up, you're never going to change it. You could get like a Navy SEAL Team 7 in a face and it's still, no, I, 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 I believe this is like, okay, okay. Um, so yes, probably so stubborn and a bitch. Cheers for that. Yes, yeah, stubborn and a bitch. Yes, yeah, yeah. nailing it. <laughs> Let's go. Um, that. Your flaws. Um, that he always thinks he's right, and what's annoying sometimes, for most of the time, he is right and it's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. 
I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. So. Like I am, as part of, by my training and by what I do, part of the business, I am a strategist by by nature. So I am, I am playing chess moves all the time. And she just gets pissed oh, off. <laughs> she just gets pissed off. And then when something comes to pass, I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, I did predict that. It's like, oh, yeah, you get the slap. It's just uh, okay. on the back of you. Yeah, so that, that was my flaw of you. What, what, what do you think of yourself? You've got to have some, come on. Oh, it's very difficult. Very difficult question. So uh, that's your flaw then, because the ego <laughs> then, yeah. <laughs> uh, you lazy sometimes? A bit lazy? No, because I, I do work... I'm trying to think. You've just put me on the spot. Um, so, yeah. So, John doesn't have any other flaws. No, I'm yeah, sure I do. Perfect. I just can't yeah. think. I do yeah. have flaws. So he's perfect and he's always wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I mean, I think I think my one thing is I, I normally do think that I can do things better than most. So, I do have that, like, conceit where it comes from, again, probably my, not my upbringing necessarily, but my... Narcissism. My and whatnot and what I can do. <laughs> Narcissism, yeah. Because it's not true, because I can't do everything. Like, if you ask me to pull up your shelves, it's like you're getting an egg on your head. It's like that. It's literally, it's going to, it's going to, we'll see each other in court. But, like, but certain things, if I put my mind to something, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. And then it doesn't always work out the right way. So I would say, yeah, would you say that's that's quite a solid one? Yeah. Yeah. I'm impressed with that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And as always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at podcast at find hyphen surveyors.co.uk. Say goodbye. Take care. Bye. See you soon. Bye, everybody.